This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Lions fans in the city of Detroit. When we were on 16, you never stopped showing up. You were disappointed, but you never stopped showing up. Every week you showed up. And this motivated me to do the same thing for you. I want you to know, Michigan is our home, Detroit is our city, and Lions fans are our pride. Line up, welcome back. We're at it again, James, Matt, Andrew. It's been uh, too long since we threw a pot out. Um, it's pretty much been that slow period of just football. I think we all needed a breather after that draft. Uh, but the good news is we are 54 days until Lions kickoff. So a little under two months. Hope you guys just heard that new intro that we just threw out there. That is the new 22-23 season intro. Brought to you by B Shad, one of my buddies from home. Uh, throw that a like. Anyway, football's back. Begins Saturday. Training camp, the whole nine, rookies, vets. I think we're back. Full time. It's a good time. A lot of Lions hype. Lot to talk about. Not really sure where to even start because we haven't covered really anything over the last, you know, two, three months. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a long spring into summer. I think uh, people have just been soaking in the the news of, you know, our draft picks, JMO, Hutch, uh, looking at a few rookie OTAs, looking at the uh, the vets showing up as well. A um, lot, lot to discuss. So, you know, um, how do you guys feel? I think the feeling of football is slowly starting to set in. You got fantasy draft talk, you know, division breakdowns, sleepers and stuff. That's all coming out. And the, uh, the vibes of football are slowly starting to get here. I'm excited for the season. Uh, you know, we're on hard knocks. We got some things coming out of tra- OTAs and training camp coming up. So I'm ready to go the summer. I love the summer, but once it's over, I'm not going to be upset when football's back. Never too early to get excited for Lions football. Unless you're us, and then and then it's always and then it's always too early to get excited. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it's a it's it's never it's it's never too early unless you're a Lion fan or a Browns fan. But yeah, I'm excited to see what these uh, what these rookies coming in can bring to the table, and you know, another year of biting off kneecaps, and now we're on hard knocks. So a lot to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. For sure. So Saturday is the big day, uh, rookies. Uh, start training camp. I believe the vets uh, start rolling in uh, Monday or Tuesday and we're off to the races. So you have to believe hard, hard knocks is uh, got the camera crew pretty much setting up right now, getting ready for uh, the big day. Uh, I'm sure there's even a few, you know, personnel in the, in the buildings right now. So they're probably trying to even get a little FaceTime with them, but um, yeah, I mean, just, just again, talking about roster up and growing the brand, we uh, brought on, Rams up today. So, you know, our brand's growing today. So that's a great thing. Um, and, you know, just, just as a positive, you know, we're, we're, we're new, right. This is going to be our second season. Uh, we had a blast last year, uh, not just talking lines, but even doing, you know, fantasy with the other guys, uh, that run the other teams, uh, and, and just growing the brand. So it's, it's been, it's been a blast and we're really looking forward to, you know, this upcoming season and, and the future ones. But, um, I think the coolest thing was just, you know, again, we, we, we live in Jersey, right? We live in New York, New Jersey area. And I've met now two people in Lions gear that, uh, of course, I, I walked up to and it was like, tell me your story because <laughs> first of all, why are you in New York and why do you have Lions gear on? Um, and, you know, now we talk 
And, you know, it's just, it's all about growing, growing this Lions fan base outside of Detroit, you know, over Twitter. Uh, I've met people now in Vegas and LA in the UK guys who run the ROTL uh, pod. Um, you know, like it, it, it's been fun. It's been fun talking Lions football and, uh, you know, Pistons sort of took over the, the Twitter feed over the last few weeks with the NBA draft. And, you know, they got, they got a lot of positives coming their way as well. So that's exciting just for the Detroit fan base. But um, yeah, anyway, back to, back to training camp, we're here. So before we, you know, get into any hype for, for next week and what's, what's about to sort of unfold for the rest of the summer, uh, two key injuries that we have to keep our eye on uh, open for, right? We got Okuda making his way back. This is year three. And we got JMO um, still tentative on when that return is, but uh, October's looking, looking right. Um, I, I feel like based on how the line start the year, he's either going to try and get a push to, to start before that bye week or he's coming back immediately after. So, so guys, give me a little, uh, I guess your stance, your, your fears or your optimism on, you know, these two getting back on the field. Um, I think, I think there's more stress on Akudam just because his, uh, you know, draft history. Yeah, I feel like we're in two completely different situations with these two players. Obviously, you know, Jamo's the rookie. We don't want to rush him back. I think that injury happened in December or early January. Um, I know with ACLs, they tend to heal quicker and quicker by the year, but we don't want to rush him back too much. So I don't know how much we're really going to see of him early, whether he's, you know, running drills and he's on the field a little bit, but he's not taking contact. Um, so I got my eye more so on Jeff Kuda. Now, it's his third year. He's barely played a season if he's played that at all I think like 10 games he's suited up for um I, I think he's got to be rushing to get back now from a physical standpoint from a mental standpoint try to prove that he's worth that pick that we had and you know we've been desperate since trading away Darius Slay for a, a shutdown corner so I'm, I'm really excited and curious to see where he's at physically and what he's going to be able to do this year if it's week one if it's week five I need, I need to see, you know, he's ready to go. I don't want him to, to rush back and then, you know, hurt himself even more or have setbacks. But, you know, he's a guy we need out on the field. And I, I hope he is ready to go. I hope he really proves to the fans, to the coaching staff and his teammates that, you know, he is the guy that we took with that number three overall pick. And, uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't go to his head and he tries to outdo himself or, you know, feels the need to, to be that number three overall pick. You know, you just got to be the player who you are. And, um, you know, hopefully it works out. So he's the guy I'm really looking forward to seeing. And uh, hopefully the, the health is there. And, you know, he's the guy that we really want him to be. He's going to be ready for week one. Yeah, without question. I, I don't think there's any – I don't think there's any hesitation there with, with Dan Campbell and the boys about Jeff Okuda's status for week one. He, he, Jeff seems really hungry to get out there. You know, all the interviews he's been taking, he's always talked about is how eager he is to get back out there and get reps in and get snaps in. So – and he's looked great physically. Um, his cuts, his, his verticality, you know, he's putting together an all, all encompassing image of everything we want and hoped Jeff Okuda would be with, you know, that, that, that big draft pick that he was. So, you know, I'm really excited to get him out in the field, you know, and obviously Jameson Williams is going to be back in due time. And, you know, it's, I think there were of the 12 longest pass plays in division one college football last year, he had 11 of them. So there's no question as to, as to his ability with the deep ball, you know, opens up our deep ball game, which needed a drastic overall in a big way, given our short passing attack last year. So we get a big facelift there and with DJ coming in. Um, so we could talk all day about how excited we are for those two. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what happens with, what happens with Josh Pascal. Um, he had that lower body or lower extremity injury, um, that caused him to miss mini camp. You know, he apparently hurt hurt his lower extremity some point during the last season with Kentucky, and uh, he's still kind of nursing that a little bit. So Dan Campbell's playing slow. Um, he he can be a weapon. He can move him around the defensive line, um, and you know you, you can never have too many defensive line pieces. And we have a nice young defensive line core with him and McNeil and Onzerike coming up now. So, you know, the more we keep these guys healthy, get them reps, get them experience, the better off we're going to be in the long run. Um, and pair that with the with the Aquara brothers coming back together. 
this season, hopefully fully healthy for the whole ride. And, and we should have a nice defensive core all around. So I'm looking forward to see what Pascal can do. And obviously what Jeff can do out, out in quarterback to pair, you know, with over Rory, but um, a lot to look forward to and, you know, cautious optimism should lead the way there, but um, can't really go wrong with what we're looking at on the field talent wise right now. No, no doubt. No doubt. And uh, it, it, I think it's, it, it's, it's really good that I think the only health concern that we have to worry about as of, you know, July 19th is, is Jameson. Uh, I know again, you know, August gets a little scary because, you know, these non-contact injuries, anything that could happen in, in training camp and then in, in these three preseason games, but um, you know, hopefully they take it, take it a little light um, just again for the, for the guys that need it and, and, you know, have an injury history, you know, coming off of, uh, even, you know, recent draft picks uh, that, you know, haven't really played a full season Swift, um, Hawk, you know, these guys, you know, we need to make sure that they're healthy this whole year. They're X factors on the field. They're, they're critical to the success of this team. Um, and, and this is the year we need this offense, offense to explode nonetheless. Um, which brings me into Akuda because just watching the hype of, of his return, his highlights he's thrown on Twitter, the guy's jumping with 30-pound dumbbells in his hand. He's going 30 inches up in the air. The guy's a sprint. The guy's Achilles is fine. The guy's ACL is fine. His legs are fine. So we'll see. We'll see how that holds up when he has to make a cut against a wide receiver. But yeah, his verticality looks really, really good. So there's yeah, a lot, man. a lot to be excited about there. A lot to be excited about the fact that we have. I, I really love our core for wide receivers too. That they're they're, they're going to battle with each other. So I think that's really the best thing that we have a young, hungry group on each side of the ball. And that's really going to bring the best out of these guys, I think. And they're really just going to go at it with each other. And it's going to actually make Hard Knocks, I think, a pretty freaking sweet season overall. Um, hopefully we don't give up too many of our tricks. But, uh, yeah, we, we have depth, which is, which is finally something that I'm proud to say. Because typically, you know, it's, it's the first or second week of the year, and I feel like we're shallowing, you know, two major components of our, of our roster. So can't have that. So big month coming up. I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait now. Uh, so we just got to wait these next you know, few days out and then it begins. So one thing that came up, I want to say like two weeks ago, was uh, who's the old kicker from the uh, – Pat McAfee, right? Uh, he went on his podcast and absolutely made a mockery about – who the most expensive offense was in 2022-2023 season coming up. It's the Lions. It is the Detroit Lions beating the Cowboys at the moment by a million dollars. We, we sit at the top at $123 million in cap spent. So you look at you know the top names, it's Goff, it's Decker, it's Ragnow, it's Vitae, it's So Hawk. It's, it's the line and golf. So, I mean, all our eggs are in one basket here. I mean, I think, I think it credits that team because it's well-deserved. And I think that's a top five offensive line right now. I'll give it top five. I think they can even exceed those expectations and even get closer, you know, to the, that top three mark. But this is, this is where, you know, true offenses, you know, mold and, 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 succeed because if Goff has the time if the backfield has the time to find you know the, the slots this is this is going to be a very fun offensive year yeah I, I think last year's like Cincinnati Bengals team they didn't have a good offensive line and that was kind of an anomaly it seems like looking back you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Chiefs in that Super Bowl you know one team had a really banged up offensive line end up getting killed so if that obviously is our focal point we have so much money invested so many high draft picks invested into that offensive line you know Hawkinson also you kind of not that he is a lineman but he plays down there sometimes um so yeah I mean you know I'm not upset that we have the number one paid offense because when you have a quarterback like Jared Goff I feel like you need to surround him with pieces that are going to let him succeed he's not going to be the guy that's going to go out there with nothing around him and make something happen so you know you got to put pieces around him good running backs pass catchers you know quick guys and obviously a line that's going to protect him, give him some time. 
So, you know, I have no issue with that. This is a year that, you know, Jared Goff is a make or break almost, you know, with what he has, he has everything available for him. Everyone's going to be healthy, you know, whether it's not week one, it's a few weeks in October. So, you know, I, I have no issue with, you know, paying these guys and seeing what he could do and then evaluate from there. Hell yeah. So just looking at this depth chart too, it's been, it's been a minute. So since we're still in this offense category or topic, someone's got to get cut from this wide receiver court. Um, it's deep uh, or just motion them into, you know, special teams, but you got, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously Locke, those are, you know, wide receiver one right now. You got Shark, who's going to be right playing right next to him. Jamo, whenever he returns. You got Josh Reynolds, who absolutely balled out at the end of the year with, with that, you know, him and Goff completely getting in full sync. Quintus Cephas coming back from an injury. So he's got a lot to prove. He's got a different frame. Um, but, you know, again, I, I like his game. And then he, he, the, the list keeps going. You got Khalif Raymond, Trinity Benson, Tom Kennedy sitting at the bottom. So what, what, what does Campbell do? What, is, what does Holmes do, assuming this roster stays the, shame, stays the same, you know, going through August and we don't get any injuries? You put a bunch of names in a hat and you, and, you, and you pick one, I guess is the best way you put that. I'm like, this is, this is, this is the, the epitome of having a good problem to have. Um, but from what I've been reading about Benson and OTAs, he's been looking really, really sharp, um, really great on his routes, really sharp cuts. Um, I guess the general consensus now, it's going to be, you know, Amon, DJ, Reynolds, Cephas, Raymond, and then J-Mo when he comes back. Um, but, you know, if Trinity Benson keeps performing well in camp, you know, he's got the size, you know, that may leave Khalif Raymond the odd man out, even though Khalif Raymond, according to a couple of places where I read, he's looked like one of the better receivers in OTAs outside of Amon Ross. So, I mean, it's, it's a good problem to have. We have Khalil Pimpleton, too, from Central Michigan. He's going to be probably more of a kick returner, but he plays wide receiver, too. So, you know, what if he balls out? He's a speedster, too. He, he you know, he'd be great to have on special teams, you know, and it's it's almost too many options or too many cooks in the kitchen, but that's a great problem to have. And fortunately, someone with some talent's probably going to be left off, left off the roster and sent down the practice squad. But that's that's the name of the game at this point. So I'm thinking it's going to be J-Mo, Amon, Chark, Reynolds, Cephas, and then We'll see what happens with with Khalif and Trinity Benson after that, but it's uh, it's anyone's game after those first five. And I think you got to look at it from a perspective of who the front office has brought in. You know, like they wanted to bring back Josh Reynolds. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but we brought back Khalif Raymond on Khalif Raymond under uh, Holmes. Cephas, I don't think was a Holmes guy. I think he was drafted from the previous regime. You don't know if they actually like him that much. You know, he's this is third season, I believe. So. You know, is this something that you just cut him? You let him go somewhere else? You know, he's not in our future plans. Um, Trinity Benson was a guy that they traded for last year. So this regime once again. So you got to imagine that maybe they see something more in Benson than they do in Cephas. And, you know, you cut bait with guys that aren't yours. You're not tied to. And, you know, this is our plan going forward. So, you know, if I had to guess right now, Cephas might be the odd man out over Benson. Obviously, it depends on, you know, the type of player you need. Um, but you know, that, that's what I'm leaning towards right now. When you look at roster construction, you know, who the front office have brought in themselves and what was left for them. Uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking at the moment. I really hope they give Quintus a shot though. Cause he balled out before he got hurt. Like he was playing really, really good wide receiver before he got hurt last year. So I really hope they give him a chance, but like, that's a great point. You know, it, it could end up boiling down to, you know, is he really our guy compared to the guys we brought in? So a yeah, great point. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's a good player for sure, but it's a numbers game. It's a business. And you can't always keep everyone you want. So, you know, time will tell. We'll see what goes on. Yeah, a lot of, lot, lot of, lot of questions that I think, I, I think a lot of good questions that I think we're all excited, excited for the answer on. So, I mean, here we are. I think the roster is pretty much molded. Uh, I don't think we're going to expect any crazy, weird free agent signings at this point, like a Julio Jones or uh, Todd Gurley. You know, like all these random names that, you know, are still technically sitting out there that, you know, haven't been, you know, assigned to a team yet. So, I mean, this is our roster. So, I mean, 
as of today, you know, do the Lions have the pieces to turn this into a successful season, you know, barring any injuries? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to every, – everyone's version or definition of successful is probably different. So for some, it's probably win the division, win 12 games. For others, it could be, you know, get a couple more wins than last year. I think we have all the pieces in place to surprise a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, time will tell. I, I think the front office has done a great job of providing talent around Jared Goff, who we've seen time and time and time again that, you know, if you don't give him anything around him, he, he's not going to do much with it. But if he has weapons, you know, he'll, he'll find a way to win games um, and he's pretty successful. Um, so I, I think the, We've done a great job of surrounding him, you know, both sides of the ball even. And I think we have the pieces in place, especially for only the second year of this regime, to to really surprise people. I feel like, you know, our win total by Vegas, I don't remember what it is exactly, but it was a lot higher than I thought it would be. Um, so I think a lot of people are starting to believe in the team a little bit. So um, you know, I, I think it's turning around a little quicker than some of us might have expected. Yeah, I think you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? And and now that you need to look at the roster from top to bottom, we don't have a ton of weak links, which is strange to say. But given the strength of our offensive line, the the depth of our offense with Jamison Williams healthy, um, in in bringing in DJ now, in in looking at the strength of our young cornerback crew, and I guess the only glaring holes would be, I guess, backup tight end behind Hawk. And you got Mitchell there for coming in from tech, big body, athletic, Brock Wright's there too. Um, and linebacker, like we talked about multiple times yeah, on other yeah. podcasts, you know, linebackers a glaring hole for us. And I think it's going to take a young guy like, like Malcolm Rodriguez to step up, you know, great tackler, but you know, his pass coverage can, can be sus at times. He's a great heady football player. Um, Coaching staff really liked what they've seen out of him. The first thing they comment more times than not is how good of a football mind he has. He's very sharp to the ball. Um, great tackler. There's no doubt about that. Great tackling in space, but in pass coverage, it can be a liability. So it, it, I guess it really boils down to can our linebacking core really get the job done when we need them to? Because I'm fairly confident that our other pieces, you know, Jared Goff's a coin flip more times than not, but um, the talent that we have at other positions can can really get us places this year, considering that our division has gotten weaker. I think it has. Um, we've gotten stronger, which is not something that you would say any other year or a lot of other years. But um, if our linebacker core can hold up well and we can get to good back in, you know, backup tight end play to protect golf and also catch passes out of the backfield, we're going to be in great shape. Yeah, I think, th and I think great in, in, in our vocabulary is you know, like inching towards that, you know, again, I think we're all realists as, as, as a fan of this team, you know, that's seven, eight, and team. I don't think either of us are like, we're hitting double digits yet. I mean, again, anything can happen. We've seen it go the opposite way plenty of times when we had a stronger team than the, than, than this year. But um, I think seven is a very strong number. Um, you can't go 500 anymore because of 17 games. So you could tie uh, a game. You could tie a game. Which we're familiar with. Steelers game last year. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, I think seven, seven is realistic. And so is eight. Um, we'll get into the schedule in a, in a little bit, but, you know, sort of a part two to that question before is um, a part two A and B. So part two A is, you know, I think the success of this season is the, the person on, with the biggest pressure is Jared Goff. I think that that's obvious, right? So, I mean, if he underperforms or fails, you have to assume that the Lions are in within a top 10, maybe even five pick next year, right? Uh, all eyes will be on a QB because, you know, his contract's gross. And if he doesn't play – well, you know, it's going to make, it's going to look even worse. Um, so, I mean, do you guys think that's a fair statement and that, that the, this season's all pressure is on golf, not Campbell, golf. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it, like, like, like I've told you guys before, last year's quarterback class was not great. This one coming out and the one coming out after that will be very good. So 
I was reading Phil Steele's, uh, if you guys are familiar with Phil Steele, he's a really big college football analyst. He's a, he writes a ridiculously good magazine every year, breaks down every, every roster from every division one football team. Um, you know, talk, just looking at overall quarterback strength in this next, in this next draft, it's there. Um, you have Stroud from Ohio State. You have Spencer Rattler, who I've talked about before, um, who has all the tools when he puts it together. He can be a really good quarterback as long as he stays out of his own way. Um, Phil Jerkovic from Boston College. There's talent there. Um, you know, quarterback from Alabama, the same is eluding me now. Thanks, Andrew. I can't remember his name. Um, but it, the talent pool is there. Um, it, it's it, it can put a pressure on a little bit of a of a quarterback, you know, Jared Goff notwithstanding. But talent pool is there. Thank you, Bryce Young. Couldn't remember his name. Thank you very much uh, from Alabama. Uh, the only question with Bryce Young is really his size. I think good good arm strength and good quarterback in the pocket, but his size. I don't know if he's got NFL size like a like a you know Justin Herbert or Kenny Pickett, but. Um, Like you said, if Jared Cup doesn't perform, we have the athletic pieces around him right now to to get the job done. We have more than enough athletes. We just need someone to get on the ball who can also move in the pocket. So athletic quarterbacks are coming, and it's either perform or move on. At this now, point. I guess since we sort of went down that that college rabbit hole, I mean, if we have a successful season, and I, it's it's heavily due to to Goff, what's the move? Are, are we are we okay with eating that additional you know contract and letting it ride out? Well, if you're if you're looking at top tier picks for next year, um, linebacker too, like in Division One linebackers this year coming out are just ridiculous. So Will Anderson is probably the number one ranked player in college football right now in terms of the draft board, linebacker at Alabama that would fit our need perfectly. And honestly, if you're in the top five or six in a draft position. A lot of those teams are looking to draft quarterback and offensive, you know, offensive pieces. They're not really looking to draft linebacker. So if our offense, if our offense has a really good year and one of our glaring holes is defensive line or linebacker, and Will Anderson sitting there, that's the guy you got to draft. That kid is just oozing with talent. So like again, it just depends on position, draft need. We need linebacker desperately. We know that. Um, and if our other position players hold up well and exceed expectations maybe that's the route we go but it, it, the time will tell so to speak okay okay and now i mean is i, I guess my question is this this part to be is is campbell's future equivalent to the season based on yeah all right so I, I, I am tongue-tied here. So is Goff and Campbell in the same boat, meaning bad season next year, both on the hot seat with questions of departure, opposite people sticking with, you know, DC, but not Goff, vice versa. Do you see Campbell having that hot seat combo? Because I think football is just such a short-lived tenure in terms of management, when if you don't have two good years, it's it's very difficult to, to you know stay credible. I think it'll take a. I think they're in completely different situations. Personally, uh, like Jared Goff, you know, if he has a bad year, I think you know you're you're not going to get better as a 28 year old quarterback. You're going to be a you're going to bounce around. You're going to be one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Maybe someone will give you a shot like a Baker Mayfield did in Carolina this year. Uh, you know, we got a 10 million dollar cap hit on him next year. We probably had more dead cap for Jesse James when we cut him. Like 10, 10 million is really not too bad. Um, so I, I think yes. the writing will be on the wall if, uh, you know, if he doesn't perform up to at least reasonable expectations. Uh, Dan Campbell, I think, is a completely different situation. He's got a, what, six-year contract. And I, I think a lot, almost everything needs to go wrong for people to start doubting him. People to start, you know, call, calling for his name and firing him. You know, you look at teams like Joe Judge, you know, he was there for two years with the Giants, lost the locker room, you know, people didn't believe him and believe in him anymore. And, you know, they cut him after two years. I, I think they're completely different personalities. I think a lot of people believe in Campbell. You know, you've seen from the start that guys believe in him, you know, every everyone in that building now. And, you know, you, you got five more seasons, including this one on that contract. Um, I think you got to give it time because I, I don't think anyone expected to be having this much optimism after 
last year, 17 games. So even if it doesn't go our way, maybe there's some injuries, lose some games like we did last year, you know, 85 yard field goals going through. Um, but you know, I, I think we need to, uh, you know, obtain those, those criticisms for, for Campbell right now. I think Goff deserves it. If he's not playing well, I think we really need to look in the mirror and say, what are we going to do at this position? Um, especially in the draft, you know, bringing a, a veteran quarterback, whatever it is. Uh, but I, I think they're in definitely very different situations. They're a three and three team post Thanksgiving, you know? So this is, this, the, the, you know, they, they're coming off a hot end to the year. And I think a lot of that is due to him never giving up with these guys, his guys never giving up on him. And they battled. We, we, we know that. I mean, we watched every single game. So I, you have to, and, and, and again, I mean, like, just again, we had, we had some freaking heartbreakers last year. Again, and, and usually, usually most teams would be like, yeah, well, we snuck some out, but, you know, that means we should have lost a few others too. No, we didn't have that because we didn't win, <laughs> essentially, to the end of the year. So if they're not a 500 team this year, like, that, that's why, like, I think this is, this is going to be a huge jump. And I mean, like, if you go from a, you know, a three and 14, I guess is what, what, yeah, not three, it's 13, three and 14, um, or three, 13 and one, because we tied it, um, to, you know, a seven, eight win team, you know, that's, that's an upgrade for all the ranks. So, I mean, that, that, that's a completely different rating and that puts, you know, people in a different category for at least, you know, success and, and, and just reviews of, of the season. So I think, I think that's a huge deal for him. Um, but again, I, I unfortunately think that, you know, Goff is going to be a key dictator on um, which the season goes, no matter how we <laughs> want it to go. I was looking at the over-under win totals. Can you guess what the Bears over-under win total is? I, you Six. know what? I, I think we spoke about this, like, after our pod. And it's the same. It's the same as the Lions, six and a half. Oh, six and a half. Okay. Now you tell me who's a better team on paper right now. I don't uh, know, man. It's, we, it's not a Nikhil Harry now. They just traded for him. He's a bum. Might he be hasn't done break. anything. Make or break player. Yeah, okay. <laughs> on paper, we're definitely the better team. I think definitely we're the better team. Definitely. I just think, truthfully, if you're asking me, biased or not, I think we're the better team all around than they are. They're just – they're in the midst of a rebuild. So, but I mean, that's a great point. That I mean, I think the division has been – this is the weakest the division has probably been in, what, 15 years? You know, we've had some – seen some down years with the Bears, with the Vikings a little bit, but, you know, the, the Packers are always up there. The Bears have had their runs of an amazing defense, and the Vikings offense scored – I feel like last year they scored 30 points a game, like 10 straight weeks. They're going you know, to continue to score like 30 points a game. This year. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, like over the last 15 years, you know, it's been a very strong division, it seems. Maybe I'm biased. But, you know, if there's a year to or a, a couple year span that, you know, we have a shot to, to shoot up to the top, it's probably in the next couple of years. This is our window. This if is we can the get these guys to perform. For, you know, this is the time. This season's the season for us to either go four and two, something like that in the division. Again, you know, I, I, I always stress or stress and worry about these Packers games, but those other two teams are extremely beatable home and away. You know, so we'll get into that schedule in a very hot minute. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's some key winnable games this year. So I guess that's what's next to talk about, huh? All right. Schedule. So the schedule's out. We did not get to pod about it back in the summer, early summer. When it came out, but uh, it's here. Preseason's ready, regular season's ready, um, and here we are. So last week, the boys uh, spontaneously said we're going to Detroit for week one. So screw preseason. We're not going to talk about it. JK, we will. But um, yeah, Sunday, September 11th, uh, myself, Matt, and Andrew will be in Detroit. So. Seeing the Eagles game, we're trying to get Eagle up to uh, to join us, do a little shit talking, have him sit with us, show him the city. But um, I think that's going to be a great game. 
I'm not sure which way it's going to go. I think the Eagles have a lot of hype right now, and they they are getting you know top ten eyes. But um, it's first game, so it's one quarter that can change this game. When and, and I can commonly say that just because of how other you know week ones have gone. But um, this is exciting. I'm, I'm I'm pumped to get back to Detroit, Andrew. I don't think we've been out there for a hot minute. Been about uh, six years, six or seven. COVID. I think Since Peyton I think Manning was on the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sunday, Sunday night or Monday night football against uh, Peyton. I think Manuel Sanders caught that touchdown in the end zone. And it was it 20, 2015, give or take? No, Demarius Thomas. I think. Oh, me too. Either way, same thing. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a fun one. So before we hop into regular season, you know, again, I, I don't know how you guys view preseason. Uh, we have the Falcons, we have the Colts, we have the Steelers. Um, I think it would be. I think it's good that we're playing the Colts, honestly, with, with, with their defense and their offense. I think it would be good to just get some good reps against them. Um, but other than that, I don't I don't typically have too much to comment on preseason. I think the only thing that I worry about is making sure our guys don't get hurt. <laughs> I mean, I think Lions fans know more than any other fan. We went, what, 4-0 the year we went 0-16 in the preseason. We were undefeated. So get out of it healthy. Maybe see some rookies surprise some people and, you know, get us to, to week one. And, and that's all I'm looking for. I'll drink some yeah. beers during those preseason games, but that's about it. Just a good time to scout out talent. That's all it is exactly, you know, and see if, see if guys like, you know, Jamar Jefferson and Josh Woods can make the team. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for to see what young guys can do. Keep in mind, we have a new offensive coordinator. We do. That's right. So, that's a, a little, you know, taste of, uh, you know, what, what what type of offense we're going to be running uh, this year. You know, again, he's, he's been in Detroit, so this is not, you know, something that, you know, should shock us. But um, I think he's spent enough time now with our, our core to, to understand, you know, uh, what, what's worked for us, especially how Dan Campbell was, uh, you know, calling these games at the end of the year and the success that, you know, not just golf, but I think the, the connection that all of them had with each other. Um, had a lot to do with, you know, why we actually won three games, uh, you know, after that time. So, um, yeah, it, it, a lot, a lot to look forward to. So, I mean, that's, that's positive, but again, you know, just a healthy August is all we really care about and, uh, you know, move on to the regular season. So yeah, week one home against Philly. So hopefully Matt and Nikki can, uh, can come with us. That'll be, that'll be a fun weekend. Um, too bad the Tigers aren't home or else we'd, uh, see a game even though they've uh, <laughs> completely spiraled out of control that team right now oh i feel bad for them what a disaster yeah i mean they didn't have a bad start to the season either <sighs> what a mess got the detroit bug so uh <laughs> that's that but uh, i mean by his contract ain't looking too good maybe not maybe, maybe at yeah. least at least he shows up to work on like eduardo rodriguez <laughs> <laughs> Is that the guy from the uh, the Red Sox? Yeah, he, yeah. he just hasn't showed up. Like <laughs> we're paying him, and he's not pitching. Oh God! So, so let's look at the schedule, right? We got you know just just run it down for October, right? And I, I the only thing I'm thinking here is what record can we have for Jameson to come back? <laughs> this, is, this is the only thing I'm I'm seeing in my eyes when I look at the schedule. But no, you got your Eagles game, and again, I think of you know take spread away and everything else like that. I, I, I think this is a, a favorite for the Eagles. I, I, I think I'd be wild to say that, you know, we're the, the favorite here, even though we're home. Um, commanders. Dub. Simon Wentz. Yeah, that's a team we should beat. I mean, the Eagles are really, really young and really, really deep at a lot of positions. And Jalen Hurts, he's put on like 10 pounds of muscle in camp. So we aren't, we're not going to be able to handle running quarterbacks too well right now, given the linebacker strength, unless we make a drastic improvement. But AJ the Brown. commanders are a team we should be able to handle. Yeah, commanders, and that's another home game. So I think, you know, again, you, you come out of two NFC East, you know, matchups with one and one. You you, you go to Minnesota. I I don't care. I, I, I think that – I think our matchup with the Vikings for, I don't know, eight years now has always been like – whoever's home is the favorite. <laughs> it, it seems that way, at least, because, I mean, I feel like we're pretty, you know, I think we haven't swept before, obviously. But, no, again, I, I look at me right now. I'm 
I'm, I'm saying that's that we that's a taker for us. That's a taker from us, and that's that's a division game, so that's huge. And then God knows what's going on in Seattle right now. So that's a game home to open up October, where you know a lot of questions over there. Drew Locke, new receiver core, new everything. Um, you know, again, it's it's gonna get on, get on the hype train now, right? But here we go. Already thinking that we're gonna be three and one in our first four games. But again, I think I think this is not just being a lunatic fan. I think this is very realistic. And I also say worst is two and two, because Vikings sneak one out at home. So, and then Patriots. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I they always got something up their sleeve. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we got those, the week six bye, so we got five games to start the year. I think a reasonable ask is to go two and three. I, I think the most clear losses would be Philly and New England. Um, I mean, the turmoil in Seattle, like you said, I think that's the most likely chance at a win. If we could steal one against Washington or Minnesota, that's what I would hope for there. If we can stay above 500, you know, sign me up. But – you know, I think their realistic expectation is two wins there and, uh, you know, roll into the latter half of October, staying afloat in your division. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I think two, two and three is definitely, uh, if we're being realist, that's 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 definitely the most realistic record here because, like, New England, you don't – like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to expect out of that team, offense, defense, a lot of moving parts there. But, you know, Billy Bill, the boys up there, they always got something up their sleeve. So two and three is, is definitely not out of the question here. Yeah, and, and, and I'm fine with that. I am. I, I, I am. I, I, I wouldn't say if we were at our bye week at two and three that we had a failed essential first half of the season. I think that's uh, very even for, for our, our talent and expectations, but then, you know, you come out of the gate out of, out of the bye and, you know, you, d- you do face a, a Dallas team that always has hype. It's in Dallas. You got, you know, the Cowboys, the whole gang is over there with, you know, Zeke, Dak, CeeDee Lamb. Now, I mean, they got, they got a good team. They got a good team. You know, a lot is, you know, a lot of drama is always going on over there, but I, I don't see us, you know, getting out of that one alive um, with a W, but I mean, you know, that, that's, that's something that, you know, the, the Cowboys need to play to their level. And I think that, you know, they, they control their own destiny there. Dolphins after every you know, thinks, uh, Halloween game, but, um, Dolphins is Tyree kill to improvement. Um, they just got chase Edmonds, a uh, few improvements on each side of the ball. I mean, first, yeah, I think that's going to be the toughest stretch for us, right? Yeah. That come off the bye. Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers, you know, Dolphins are, are no crap team by any means. So, you know, if, if we're not playing up to that expectation that we were hoping for, you know, it could easily be a, a what, two and six start to the year going into November. I think that, that, buy, that buy, though, in week six may not be a bad thing, given that we're going to be hitting that rough stretch. I mean, it may be a, a cursing and a blessing, depending how well we play out of the gate, but it may, it may end up being a good thing. Yeah, and, and if Jamo doesn't come back from the start, if we're trying to play it safe with him, I think the pup now is going to be four weeks instead. So, yep. you know, maybe we bring him back, you know, you hold him out week five against New England because, I mean, I feel like rookies never do well in New England. Uh, you know, give him the extra two weeks and then maybe he's trying to Dallas game. to start. Yeah, you know, try to surprise some people back then. Oh, that'd be nice. I'd actually take that. I would. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we don't got to rush him back, you know. Like everyone said, like, this isn't the year to, you know, surprise people and make the Super Bowl. So right. get him back healthy and, you know, win a couple games here and there, especially in the second half of the year. He's young too. Like he's going to, he's going to bounce back quick, but I think like you said, take, take that first stretch of the year. And then if you bring him out out of the bye week against Dallas, if you get him back by week six, that's that's by your sixth game. That's perfect. Perfect. Yes. That's a a long stretch after that's a, that's a, a, what, 11 games. So wait now I can't, I can't do math. (laughs) Well, same thing. 12 games, 12 games. So no, I, and, and, and I think I always think that we're going to have like a stretch of like four games where they're like no brain wins, but like, that's never, ever a thing in football, at least for the Detroit Lions. I mean, I, I think I, that stretch is going to be 
week 10 to 15 with the well, exception you, of uh, Thanksgiving. You take that Bills game out, I'm 110% with you. I think that is a stretch that we can catch fire if everything goes well. I really and, – and, and that could transform a season right there. But that Bills – that Bills game. Uh, <laughs> now, now, what's your what's your opinion on that? Because we got no primetime games. Obviously, the only one is the Thanksgiving game, which we always have. Every single game we have this year is one p.m. And the Thursday game, obviously, the Bills are the hot team right now. They could have played anywhere else. They had to put them on Thanksgiving. Gave could have given them the, the night game. They sent them to Detroit to just probably destroy us. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Do you think the NFL is trying to stick it to us a little bit? Take the hype out of Dan Campbell? What are you thinking? I don't think about that, but they just like they want to they want to showcase the Bills as much as they can because they're the they're the hot ticket, they're the hot ticket. So it's just that's just the way it is. But hopefully we can punch them in the mouth a little bit, but I doubt we will. Honestly, if we're gonna be honest, I have more of an issue that we end in freaking Green Bay again. I care more about that last game. I don't even care if we're out of the playoffs at that point. We are always playing the Packers. I know. Last game of the year. It's crazy. We usually handle we usually handle them in the last week of the year. So I really mean we usually play them pretty well. When it doesn't matter anymore. Right. But this year (laughs) it'll probably end up mattering for a wild card spot or something. And then, you know, Aaron will be Aaron. But yeah. Dominican Sue steps on Rodgers again. Give me the damn Bears week 18. Yeah, I know. I'll fly out. My God, it, it, like every single time, like I care more about that. Again, like I, we, we pay for Sunday ticket here, so it's just like I don't care if the game's at one or four o'clock. It really doesn't matter for me. Um, but like, I'm actually pumped at the same time because I mean, we're just hitting all our bullets right here. We get like three games this year to go to. We're going to Eagles Week One. We got the Giants right before Thanksgiving, so that's going to be our, our Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you know. Um, I think that's a winnable game. I don't think they, they, they made enough improvements this year. Again, everything, you know, assuming rosters, you know, one-to-one from, you know, opening day, you know, anything, anything change, but I think that's a winnable game. And then we're, we're back a month later at MetLife, uh, for the Jets. So that will be fun. I'm actually really excited for all those games. They're all blocked off my calendar. Make sure I have no plans. So. That's going to be fun. And any Lions fans, you coming out to uh, the armpit of America, a.k.a. New Jersey, give us a DM and Twitter. Shoot us a, a message if you want to link up. We're going to be hosting the tailgate for sure both days in uh, MetLife. So uh, maybe we can sit together, too. We'll figure out a section. But, um, yeah, let's have some fun in, in Dirty Jersey. Dirty Jersey. But, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a stretch Panthers – who knows? Again, winnable game for the Vikings when we're home. That's that's a you know split. That's that's a fun four weeks from Jacksonville to Panthers. And I feel like those games, if like like we talked about, if you can see oh, one the of the Bears and the Bears, I just completely look right. week thirteen to week seventeen it is the catch fire. I'm sure. hoping that's the week that you know you read the playoff odds. The Lions have a 02 percent chance. You run the table, you get five straight wins, and then it's, you know, you need a little magic week 18. Yeah, angry back. <laughs> but that, if you can give me that this year for Christmas, that's that's all I'm asking for. Nice five no stretch right there. I feel like if we were able to steal one of those earlier games in the year, like if you steal a really early one through week one through week five win, like those games can be a little bit more meaningful. Like you just gotta we just gotta take one of those early games that no one's expecting us to win. I think that's that would make me really happy. Because I know it'll be setting us up for the end of the year. If we play well enough, we can be in the hunt. So, hundred percent. And I mean, and this is this is the time where I think we actually had a favor. I mean, I'm just looking at this. I'm just comparing off of records from last year. We we are in a very favorable position in terms of strength of schedule. Uh, I we may not be number one if anyone wants to pull it up as I'm chatting away, but we we have to have probably one of the top three or four simplest schedules just because of December alone. Yeah. And Seahawks commanders. I mean, everyone was just sort of roughed up last year. I mean, I think like the, who I I am most afraid of this schedule of the one bills game and the two Packers games. Am I nuts or 
no, you're well within logic. The Packers are going to get, you know, they're getting, they're getting younger, but you know, granted they lost Adams, they lost Scantling, but they're, they got, they got the, the head haunch back there. He, he knows what he's doing. He's getting his tight end back and they'll run two tight end sets with, you know, you know a strong running game with Dylan and company, but it's just, they're, they're not going anywhere. So. Yeah, we are exactly fifth for strength of schedule, easiest. Giants are one, Eagles are two, Colts three, Bears four, Lions five. I feel like the NFC East always has the easy schedule because they're always hovering like 500, a little bit less, all the teams. I feel like they bring each other down in the strength of schedule like that. They do. and it, it, I mean, that's, that's how math works. I get it, but. Stuff when you, you read it and you, you see your winning percentage against is uh so high. I can't I, – maybe it's just because I, I just hear about them most just when we live in this area, but I, I can't stand it. <laughs> I hate it. You know. oh. More or less because I really dislike Giants. I think that's mutual. I think it goes so, for everybody here. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's a consensus. The, yeah. the New York sports radio could drive you crazy sometimes when you're not a fan of the team. So, this is it. This is our season. This is our team, and this is this is what we got. So, I I think there's there's a lot of lot of hope this year, and uh, catch fire, catch the right winds at the right time. And this can be a really entertaining season. And again, I think we all know that we're not thinking we're going deep in the playoffs or even winning a playoff game. I'm not going to you know jump that. We still have a, you know, the worst record in, in NFL right now of the longest drought. We, we get reminded of that every single time somehow football games on TV or how we don't have a Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> if someone tweets it, Hey, did you know the Lions haven't won a playoff game? And no, I had no idea, actually. I had no clue. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So, um, yeah, just, just, a, just a little around the league, though. I mean, with, with drafts and uh, just to, to close up, I mean, who's your, who's your predictions this year? I mean, you know, like I think everyone made some really key moves. The Chargers really, you know, boosted up on off, uh, defense, sorry. Um, Rams grew, you know, you know, Stafford's got that, you know, repeat on his mind. So, I mean, what are you liking for this year just from, you know, like the top dogs? I think I'm most interested to see what happens in Kansas City. You trade away Tyree Kill. Is Kelsey finally a little too old to be at this peak where he's, you know, putting up 2,000 yards a year and 14 touchdowns, whatever the hell it is? Uh, I'm really curious to see if this is like the, you know, Patrick Mahomes could do it with anyone or – you know, maybe those guys were carrying a little bit. Maybe it's Andy Reid, you know, the enemy. I, th- I think that's the team I'm looking into the most. I think, uh, I mean, I'm rooting for Stafford, but I don't know if I want the 30, 32nd pick back-to-back years when we take their first rounder. So maybe uh, maybe Buffalo yeah, could do it or something. This year. Oh, I wouldn't mind them uh, slipping up a little bit, getting a top-10 pick for us. Well, I, I guess then, like, so, you know, I, I think everyone's got their eyes on the Chiefs as well because their team has changed so much. But, like, is this the Bills conference to lose then? In the AFC, 100%. That's, I think that's given their depth. It's, I think it's their conference. They should have lost last year, to be totally transparent. I mean, they play a little defense for 13 seconds or in the Super Bowl. So I, I, it's, it's definitely the Bills. It's the Bills and everybody else because the Chiefs can't stop anybody. And uh, do you think Scantling is a good replacement for Hill? I don't know. No, yeah, I mean they got Juju too, but right and Juju as well, yeah. right? You got you got some depth. I think the team that I'm going to be watching though is the 49ers. A guy like that's a out of the the Ray three Lance. futures that I've taken, I've taken a Josh Allen MVP future. I took a future on the Lions to win the division at a small price, and then um, I put a I put a, oh. I put a super, yeah I did I put an SB future down for the 49ers too. It's a good number. You already know what soundbite I'm about to use for that. That's fine. <laughs> Danger is my middle name. I also like to live dangerously. As you wish, sir. You can use it. The price is there. And I honestly, the 49ers price, I think it's honestly, it's too high. Because, you know, 
you know, Tart doesn't drop that ball. They go to they go to the Super Bowl last year too. So and they're bringing a lot of pieces back. They're going to get healthier, and they have a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. So I love what San Fran's putting together, and they can give a Rams a run for their money again for sure. So I also think I'm most intrigued at Denver. You know, you bring in Russell Wilson. I feel like their defense is always a quality defense, if not better. They curious to see if he really, really brings him to the next level. They got Melvin they Gordon and Williams. Bang really us up. Like bad. Yeah. They got, a good, they got a good team. They got a really good team. Now, yeah. no one's mentioned him yet, but what about the GOAT? What about Tom Brady? What? 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 You think this is like a done year? I, I, I feel like it's coming. Yeah, I mean, he's, he might he's not have a running anyway. back with uh, Leonard Fournette coming in at 260. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bodyguard. He's got he's got Eddie Lacy <laughs> 2.0 coming in. Yeah, but he you know he was buying time with them. I think you know he he, he, he caught fire at the right time to lose. Yeah, I mean I think they win the division because I mean Carolina bringing up another backup quarterback. New Orleans, you know, Jameis is he healthy? What's going on there? Uh, Falcons. Wait, James God bless him. Right. Yeah, but he tore his ACL last year, so I don't know if he's going to be healthy for the start of the year. No, he's been he's been throwing. He's been doing OTAs too. He's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's back. He's okay. he's been throwing. He's been moving. I see video of him. He looks fine. Okay. I think this is the year that that Tom Brady though he finally gets that one good crack back hit that he doesn't see coming, and that'll be it for him. I, I like it, he's so due to get a big hit from behind by a guy like Burns or you know, Aaron Donald, I just get caught blindside and get cracked. And he's like, that, he's like, that's it for me. I'm out. I'm going home. Like, that'll be it for him. He's just it, so due. It's just crazy, too, because, like, I mean, uh, Godwin's, Godwin's out for some significant time, too, right? Because he got hurt in the playoffs. So, like, it's shallow. It is It is not a good time to be on the offensive side there. And it's why I'm more amazed that he's, he's back. Um, but I think he's just too much of a competitor to, to give up the way he did. And I mean, the way he ended just leading the league and freaking yards and touchdowns, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of happy and thankful to watch him play again. I'm glad we don't have to play them, but, um, I think it will be good to, you know, watch a few more games and see what he can do because it's always something new that he pulls up out of his sleeve. So yeah, it's going to yep. be a competitive year. So same team zone in the tops, uh, Rodgers is still Rodgers as much as we hate him. You know, he's, he's going to be there. Um, but, you know, he lost his guy. So that's it's going to be a, a, big, a big question for Packers. I think they'll, you know, overcome, I guess, that adversity and to figure it out. I mean, the guy puts any ball in anyone's hands, no matter where they are on the field. So I'm more curious to see actually how Adams does with Carr than how Rodgers does without Former college teammates, right? Yeah, but uh, we'll um, see if that connection's still there all these years later. Yeah, I'm actually going to be in Vegas for work in October. Uh, the week the I think the Lions play the Cowboys, and the the Vegas. Uh, I mean, the Raiders are home, and they want four. 10 for the nosebleeds. That's how, and, and that, that could be just preseason hype right now, or just Vegas needs to sell tickets right now. You better be sitting in a sports book with a thousand TVs and a couple of cocktails. We'll see you somebody. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that game's against Houston. <laughs> Dude, and that should not be $400. Dude, I, I looked two weeks ago, the second I found out I was going, and I was like, you know that number ever when you travel for work and you're like, yeah, that's something I probably can't expense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe I, some snacks when you're there, but not the ticket. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I anytime I, I'll do the boobs. So, all right, I'm good. I'm I'm done. I'm out of gas. This is it. Uh, no stamina since we've been out of uh, the game for three months. But um, we'll be back. We'll uh, the, we're in season now. We're gonna be talking more. We're gonna be potting more. There's gonna be a lot more content. Uh, sort of on the edge of my seat, just ready for the season to get going uh, and everything else. So I'm pumped. Uh, line up seems pumped, 
and uh, you know, Lions, uh, Lions World is amped up. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be uh, tweeting as always. Follow us on Twitter at Line Up Pod. Instagram is sort of dead right now because there's not many things to post for pictures. So well, Twitter's definitely our primary, but Instagram is Line Up Podcast. And uh, throw us a follow. We're uh, we're always engaged on there on those platforms. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back as soon as train camp comes and uh, ready for some hard knocks. All right, bring back Quintez Stephus. <laughs> Take care, boys.